The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Friends in Recovery Podcast, the podcast that is here to help you, a loved one, or a friend get started down the road to recovery. This is the Friends in Recovery Podcast, brought to you by the Genesis House. Genesis House, providing a safe, nurturing environment to heal from addiction since 1992. Please be a friend and share our message with a friend on Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or YouTube. And now, here are your Friends in Recovery. Hey, welcome everybody. Friends in Recovery podcast. We're here in the um, Studio 21, Salem, New Hampshire. And a lovely studio it is, man. Oh, it's lovely. And I don't know what the weather is outside. We're, we're stuck inside. We're stuck inside. <laughs> it, it's just generic weather out there, and, and the time is, what, 4 o'clock? It's whatever time it <laughs> yeah. may be. I would hope it's like 65 and sunny, but yeah, who, know, well, who knows what it's who like Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. In fact, you know, there's actually a podcast I listen to, uh-huh. and they started with, Good generic time of the day. <laughs> and must, who, who is that voice talking to us? That's the uh, producer extraordinaire, Ed Sullivan. I thought we fired him last no, week. He's well, still he here. tried. <laughs> I got nowhere else to go. That's true. And I heard that I, I was one of your only two friends. Yeah. <laughs> How sad is that? That is pretty sad, Ed. Do you have uh, anything for us, Ed? I do. I do. Um, before we get to our guest, um, I'd like to thank Genesis House, as usual, for setting up uh, this studio for us and, and letting us get this beautiful message out of hope and and providing wonderful guests and um you know it's 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 a pleasure you know that that they do this for us that you know taylor and everybody does it for us um so if you enjoy the friends in recovery podcast join us for our friends in recovery community of support which is our alumni yes um we hold monthly gatherings in florida and new jersey and i'm not sure right now i believe um I believe the Massachusetts one might be up and running, but check with us because I I know Bob is kind of trying to get that going. Yes, he is. Bob Um, Cox. Yeah, updates will be on Facebook. So check check it out on Facebook for the updates. But but please support our Florida and our New Jersey um, Friends in Recovery community of support. We also um, have um, a special event coming up. Friends in Recovery will be participating in the Atlantic City Marathon in October. That's the 19th and 20th. Um, there's a 5K and a 10K and a um, half and a full marathon. I did commit to the half, and I think, Mike, you said you were going to do the marathon. I was going to drive the marathon <laughs> just to make sure everybody's oh, okay. okay. Right, you good, misunderstood good, good. me. Yeah? Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Well, um, so if a couple of us are going to be there, we want you guys to kind of, if, if you want to come, let us know, email us or whatever. Um, make sure you follow us on Facebook um, and and subscribe to YouTube and all your 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 favorite podcast catcher so you can get the updates yes. and know when the new shows are coming out and important stuff and all that stuff so and now as always we're always looking for um guest speakers yes um and we're looking for maybe alumni if you're listening to come on tell us your story and and, ha- and how how your experience was at genesis house and um you know we're, we're just always looking for somebody to come on and, and be a guest if not you're gonna have to listen to me and mike talk every week yeah but that can so get old really get, fast. <laughs> get those phones ringing guys <laughs> um and um that is oh and then also you can email me or and you can email the show at 
um, help at friendsinrecoverypodcast.com. Correct. Um, I try to answer the emails, and Mike signs all the autographs. And yep, I do. I do all that. <laughs> Sends out the mugs and T-shirts. He does. He does. That's and right. then we do have some mugs and T-shirts left, so if you want them, just request it by uh, by email, and, we'll, right. and we just need your address and all that. We'll send them out to you. And your size. And your size, yep, yeah. yep, yep. So the Podfather, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm doing yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we got a lot of new stuff going on. Good, good, and good. We've been, we've been very busy the last couple of days. Yeah, we have, absolutely. Especially today, and uh, it's nice. We have a special guest today. We do. I'm, I'm excited about this I guest, you are. actually. He's, uh, he's somebody who I know very well, probably for the last 15 years, give or take. Right. And I've, um, I've never met him, but I've had a lot of um, a lot of communication with him and intervention. And uh, I got to tell you, I have nothing but uh, glowing remarks. And, and um, well, I can tell you some bad stuff about yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll do that off right. air. <laughs> but who's so, that guest? So today we have Steve Adams, the cl- clinical director of from Genesis. Yes, yes. Yeah. it is. I'm and, excited um, about this show. Yep, I got a little bio here I'd like to read you because could. Steve is a very humble guy, so if we asked him to do his own bio, he probably wouldn't say this, but uh, <laughs> Steve is the uh, licensed clinical social worker and certified addiction professional, and he um, has a personal history of long-term recovery and an extensive professional background in treating addiction. He's a humble guy. Yes, he is. He's client-centered, family-oriented person with a Primary purpose to pay it forward, a lot like you and I did. Yeah, yeah. He's he's. Yep. I think he's at the same makeup as us. Yep. So probably a little smarter than both yeah, of us. I'm sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> I seen those degrees on his wall. I don't got any of those. <laughs> In addition to being a clinical director, he oversees a gender-specific men's case load group here at there at the Genesis House. Um, he uses a reality therapy approach in dealing with anger management, domestic violence, family systems parenting issues, and many other systematic consequences exuberated by addictive behavior. And just reading that as a clinical social worker myself, um, he's really incorporated everything we deal with when we're sitting across from client or clients. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Absolutely. Steve, how are you today? Steve, welcome. Doing well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Welcome to Friends in Recovery, Steve. Good, good. You can hear me okay? Oh, wonderful. Yep, absolutely. Via satellite, right, Ed? Via satellite, yeah. <laughs> we always got the satellite running for you, <laughs> That's Ed. right. You, you click it on when I get Where's here, right? Where's the eject button? <laughs> That's right. Did <laughs> my makeup artist do a pretty good job? Yeah, you're looking yeah, good. Yeah, look excellent. You're excellent. a handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So so how's how's Genesis House going, Steve? Uh, going well. Wonderful. Um, never a dull moment. Never nope. a dull moment. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure there's always something going on. Always fires to be put out and, and things to be taken care of down there, I'm sure. so. Yeah, but it's a blessing. It really is. Well, I can say from a professional and personal um, experience, Steve, even though we've never met, we've spoken on the phone, and you know your, your work has um, produced some really good results. Um, people come back. To my neck of the woods up here in Massachusetts, um, people I've sent down there, and they've had the uh, opportunity, and they've been privileged to have someone like yourself work with them, and you know, um, you do some good work. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're very blessed to have you, Steve. So, um, well, tell us a little bit about what brought you to Genesis House. Uh, maybe your story, why, what built you up into coming, becoming who you are today. Sure, sure. I'll do my best. It's uh, been been a long ride. Uh, so. <laughs> Like a lot of people that end up in this field, you know, the recovery journey uh, did quite a bit of um, uh, damage to the family system and to myself. And, um, you know, about uh, 19 years ago, I ended up like a lot of people in a treatment center and 
uh, follow up with a commitment for a very short term, few month commitment to a, a recovery house, halfway house down in South Florida. Um, and uh, ultimately it's turned into a 19 year journey. Wow. So uh, been such a, such a blessing. One thing led to another and uh, was able to be afforded the opportunity and the blessing to uh, help individuals in this field. Uh, and all started with uh, my, uh, my own journeys in recovery. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Went to, uh, decided to go back to school and end up getting a uh, bachelor's degree in social work. And one thing led to another and a master's and then becoming an LCSW like, like Mike. And over the years of kind of, um, you know, just really been, um, uh, really client centered and engaged. And, uh, I'm not the, uh, clinical director that sits behind the desk all day and does paperwork. I run groups and, uh, do the case management, discharge planning, family therapy, um, I try and get involved as much as possible, uh, do the very best that I can to help clients because I know it's a very uh, uh, systemic uh, issue addiction is and it tears families apart. So, um, you know, we do our best to uh, have the most favorable outcomes. So, Steve, where, where are you from originally? You have, you have a, a southern accent um, for us. I'm from Austin. So Boston, <laughs> South Boston, <laughs> South Boston. I'm from, yeah, uh, I'm from the southern part of Virginia, oh, nice. uh, a little small town called Alta Vista, uh, about 40 miles from the North Carolina border. Nice. And uh, I ended up going to treatment in um, uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, and ended up uh, coming down here for a recovery house. But I'm born and raised from from Virginia. Nice, nice, nice. You know, as a as a clinical social worker and therapist myself, um, in recovering. Um, I, I kind of uh, feel your pain or feel your excitement, your exuberance and your gratitude. You know, I can tell, um, you know, working with families um, of the addict in the alcoholic, it's, it's always difficult. But um, do you find, you know, I guess my question would be, do you find, um, we, had, we had done a show a while back um, and Melissa had sent some, um, some really, Melissa also, also works at Genesis House. And she's been doing a great job. She sent some really good information about the family dynamics and, um, you know, how the family can be a hindrance, not so much, uh, you know, of a help, but also a hindrance. Um, Mm -hmm. So from my own clinical experience, I I see that as well. I mean, it's something we have to endure. But how do you deal with that Um, when you have a reluctant family member that's trying to tell you what the patient needs? uh, Well, it's it's a really good question, Mike. And, you know, everybody, you know, you know, I used to be really big into the the clinical terms, a nice fancy word of codependency and enabling and, you know, the tough love approach. And uh, over the years, my stance has changed just a little bit. And what I mean by that is that um, family members, you know, it's one thing we use the term enabling when someone is given their kids or their loved ones or their husband or their wife or spouse, whatever, they're giving them money directly to go buy drugs. That's enabling. But when you're trying to help your loved one just to have a place to live to back to basic needs of Maslow's of food and shelter and so forth, that's been taken so far out of context into enabling. And that really bothers me. And it's almost sometimes like the family members, the loving, caring families with great value systems have raised and did the very best they could and did not ask for this. And in a sense, are almost kind of blamed as the enablers. Now, granted, there are a lot of boundary issues and a lot of uh, uh, work that needs to be done. Communication variables. There's alcoholism within the family system sometimes, addiction. Uh, it gets very, very complex. And, you know, I, I understand, you know, uh, families send their, their 
loved ones to a program to get well and basically to fix them. We know that it does not work like that. Mm-hmm. And family members sometimes, they're continuing on with their lives. They're uh, having to pay mortgages, go to work, um, uh, you know, take care of responsibilities, take care of children. And a lot of times they're being called, you know, and said, you know, basically you need to send money to your loved one to help them with this, that, and the other, and do this in early recovery, whether it's a, a fee for a halfway house, whether it's medications. And so there's a lot of mixed messages sometimes Certainly, between yeah. enabling and support in the recovery process. And I'd be the first to say, I feel that our field has not did a really good job at defining enabling and codependency because the loved ones, they want nothing more. They didn't. So I try and teach the clients that I work with to quit putting your effing families in this position where they have to make these tough decisions to um, not give you a help you to get a place to live, to, you know, not pay for an attorney, a probation officer. So we all know the I'm but, sorry, go ahead. But I think, Steve, the families are so programmed in doing that that they feel that they're going to fail, that the loved one at with you know in therapy with you at Genesis House with you, they're going to fail if they don't do this, if they don't do their, if they don't ask for their requests. And and uh, you know from from the family side of point point of view, um, I won't get into it. But I, I me and you um, before I even started working at Genesis House, uh, you know we, we were able to communicate on that piece too. So I know how how you work with the families and 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 the clients together, and not letting them and letting the families enabling them to do what they want to do. But, um, I guess the question that I have is how do you handle that on your end? Like, um, with the families as well as the client? Well, it's a good question. I I try to, you know, avoid kind of triangulation. So there's a lot of, he said, she said, talking about what someone has did, uh, in recovery. He said this, we all know the routine. You come into treatment. There's that kind of honeymoon phase. Everybody's happy. Then there's the maintenance phase of treatment. There's the panic when everybody hears the discharge date. There's a lot of uh, fragmented care, uh, breakdowns of communication and triangulation that goes on. So I usually try and empower my clients to have a voice. I want to get them on the phone or in person to have that family member to be held accountable so we can communicate together to break down the he said and she said, because that's been going on for a number of years. Correct. And and it just it really fosters addictive behavior. So it's a challenge sometimes because, you know, and everybody's different. Some family members, they, you know, like I said before, they don't have the uh, uh, the energy, much less the time, the resources to be fully, fully invested. They want nothing but the best for their loved one, but that's why they send them to us. So we find guide and support and love and nurture the very best that we can throughout the recovery process. But, you know, it gets, as you guys know, um, it's just not as simple as go to treatment, quit using drugs, and let's get back to business. There's a whole dynamic that this is just the beginning. I was was always told that... um, and, and I bring it up on the show every every once in a while, but the fa- the family's like a cog. You're going to take the broken cog out that the family thinks out of that whole wheel. You're going to bring them down. You're going to fix it. You're going to try to stick that cog back in the wheel, and it's not going to mesh right. So something's going to have to break. Either family's going to have to give in and and do you know do something different, or the addict's going to just relapse again, and um, you know they won't mesh right when they come back, especially if the family doesn't. Um, you know, get back into, you know, get into treatment or, or understand what the new way of life is going to be. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, therapy, a lot of, you know, the go-to recommendation is always Al-Anon, participate in the family program. And I will tell you, there's times when, you know, there is, uh, you know, abusive husband, an abusive wife, there's an abusive situation, a father, uh, vice versa, the son, the daughter is abusive to their parents, where, you know, there has to be very strong dogmatic approaches and boundaries set. And, you know, you have to take a much more uh, you know, harsh stance on treating addiction and, you know, the, the, the coddling, the love and support, we're all here for you and we want the best for you. And, you know, that just has not worked. So, you know, each approach has to be somewhat individualized. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's a challenge. It really yeah, it certainly is. is. You know. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back. Um, talk to Steve Adams a little bit more and, um, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Genesis House is a premier substance abuse and rehabilitation facility located in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. We have been providing the highest quality of addiction treatment since 1992 and are accredited by the Joint Commission. We offer a range of programs that include detox, residential treatment, dual diagnosis, a Christian track for people who want to incorporate their faith into treatment, a uniform services track, and we work with most major insurance carriers. Genesis House is led by a dedicated team of administrative and clinical professionals, and we stand on our commitment to excellence in recovery services. Contact us today to find out more about our program. Take the first step and call Genesis House at 800-737-0933 or visit us on the web at www.genesishouse.net. That's 800-737-0933 or www.genesishouse.net. Begin your journey to a long and successful recovery with Genesis House. Hey, welcome back, Friends in Recovery Podcast. Um, I am the Podfather, Mike Miles, and my good friend Ed Jersey, Ed Chachio, sitting hey, next to me. And we, you know, did we mention Ed Sullivan? Uh, extra, extraordinary, he, intelligent, and so apt in everything yes. he does. Ed Sullivan, you're just happy because I helped you out when you were solo, yes, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, Ed, Ed abandoned me. Yeah, I know. That yeah, was a good was show. Tough. and uh, The good Ed was yeah, here. The good, yeah, good Ed was yes, there. Yes, thank goodness. Yes, yeah. I was on a plane back from Boise, so <laughs> I would I would have rather been here, believe yeah, me. I bet you would have. <laughs> so uh, we have Steve Adams on the um, – what, what are we doing here? Is this called a um, – is this a Skype? Uh, it's the, all new we're, to me. We're I'm, using I'm Zoom. Zoom. But we yeah. don't we don't get paid for saying Zoom, so, so we say we're, Skype. we're using an alternative service to Skype. Yeah, it's not a satellite by any chance. It's on a satellite, yes, <laughs> it is. So, uh, <laughs> Steve, welcome back. I just had a quick question. I like when you spoke my language. You mentioned Ma- Ma- Maslow, and um, you know I've used Maslow's theory of hierarchy in my own you know uh, th- therapy practice, and I, it was really nice hearing you say that because. You know, once the structure, the, the, the home structure is, is out of order, and if you're listening and you want to know what it is, just just uh, Google Maslow, M-A-S-L-O-W, and it'll explain to you. And it's really, um, the theory itself has been very helpful, I think, in, in our line of work. Would you agree, Steve? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. You know, asking a client to get back to kind of self-actualization immediately, you know, post-treatment is just unrealistic. People are set up for failure. They need a continuum of care. They need not only primary treatment, they need some step-down services, whether it's to an intensive outpatient, an outpatient, a, a PHP program, a recovery house, a halfway house. And we're here as, you know, clinicians and human beings and 
fathers and and you know we're here to guide and support through that process certainly. Uh, yeah, yeah certainly and i think any any therapist worth worth his or her salt definitely um especially if you have a family you know you, i always put myself in people's positions and i'm sure you do too and uh you know that empathetic uh, you know uh, tool that we have most of us have like you say we get into this field a lot of us get into this field because of our own our own issues that we had addiction uh whatever you know it could be a, a multitude of things but I've, I've always found that i've always had an empathetic feeling for family members and i know you do too steve just by talking oh, absolutely steve can you take us through one day in the uh, life of steve adams at genesis house uh, yeah you know oh, that's man. actually a great question uh, you to death there, <laughs> well you know what steve i have a lot of people when when they call me especially the referral sources or eaps or whoever and the family members they always ask me what does a day look like right. and that's something we, me and mike were just discussing and what does a day look like we have you here on the show and you can explain it to uh to some of the people you know maybe from the beginning to end what the day in in a, in a genesis house life looks like for for a client sure i'll do the very best that i can so you know no day is ever the same in the treatment so we have a nice piece of paper that says we're going to have every day we're going to have a, a mindfulness group and or yoga therapy we're going to have peer group process group uh psychoeducational group uh, we may integrate some ancillary services in that, stress therapies such as massage therapy and yoga, as I had mentioned. Uh, you're going to do some individual therapy with your therapist, your primary therapist caseload group, uh, some wrap-up group, some 12-step group, uh, you know, different levels of programming depending on what day it is. Sometimes our clients are being pulled out to see the medical director, to see the attendant psychiatrist for the medication management. Um, a family session may be occurring. Um, we carry very small caseloads here. So um, as the clinical director, I give the primary therapist, the licensed therapist here, their professionals, I give them the autonomy to pretty much work their caseload the way that they need to work it because everybody has different schedules. I was listening to the commercial uh, during the break and, you know, it was pointing out, you know, our Christian track. Um, you know, one of our primary therapists, long-term therapists, female Natasha does a lot of work with the eating disorders. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, all of us are, you know, as licensed clinical social workers trained to work with many, um, uh, mood disorders, um, uh, anxiety disorders, substance use disorders. And, uh, so there's just a, you know, an array of services that go on. And what I've always liked about the Genesis house is a lot of people picture when they come here, they picture, um, and I've been here for about thir 13 years, I believe. So, um, and I started out as a primary therapist and kind of fell into the clinical director position. And, um, you know, I, I, I always tell them when they, when they come here, we picture this kind of conventional therapy process of sitting behind the desk and how do you feel this one hour session back and forth. And it's just not like that. We use a lot of unconventional therapy processes as well as conventional therapy processes. So, you know, it could be something as, um, uh, you know, simple as my therapist, Rob, who runs the Christian track out playing ping pong with the clients out here, having a conversation of how their day is going to uh, the mental health, behavioral health techs out here supporting the clients, shooting some basketball during free time. Um, you know, the nuts and bolts of the program, the uh, staff members that are uh, doing the operational stuff, the administration. Um, whether it's dealing with labs, whether it's, uh, you know, triaging to our doctor, our physicians, uh, you know, our, our catering cafeteria, meal planning, our nutritionist is here someday. So when you ask me that question, a typical day, every wow. day wow. kind of varies Wait. a lot. 
you know, yeah. I, I love, I'm listening and I'm really, I'm, I'm, it's, it's wonderful to hear this. And, you know, the fact that you've been there 13 years, this is one thing I can say. And, you know, Genesis House has been fabulous. I, I guarantee you this is one of the first podcast um, of, of its kind, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. nationwide, I'm sure. Yeah. But, you know, what I've found as somebody who's sent at least, at least 12, maybe 15 mm-hmm. clients to your facility is there are long-term employees there. The um, it, it's not too big where it, it, you get lost. Yep. You know this the, the real intent is to help. You know when it was Tony and, and now it's Taylor. Um, you know y- yourself, Ed, and everybody down there. It just seems to me uh, the conversations I've had or the communications I've had, whether it was an email, a text, a phone call, it's always been such a uh, chock full of knowledge and chock full of uh, advice and and you know suggestions and you know updates and it it feels like a family almost you know yeah, yeah absolutely no it is and and you know what Steve and Steve you hit it right on the, on the nail Steve is the longevity of of some of our therapists there right I mean you know in this field I know I'm I'm in touch with other treatment centers and other places and and come across and this one's running to that one that one's running to this one. For some reason, um, I always say that, you know, we must have a really good place to work at. And we're, you know, it, 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 our group of people that are there, your therapists have been there for a pretty long time. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have great staff cohesion, uh, the group's great client cohesion. And, and one of the things that I'm glad you brought up, the founder, the owner, I just want to say that I'm here to honor, memorialize. Uh, I was given an opportunity and a chance to work here years ago. And, uh, you know, it's meant so much to me. And now Taylor is uh, taken over and really streamlined things. And I just want to, you know, shout out and, you know, honor and memorialize that. Um, moving forward, it's just been an honor over the years. And, you know, I, I really love my job. Now, obviously, like any human being, you know, uh, you know, there's good days and there's bad days. But overall, coming to work, I really enjoy, um, you know, working from what I kind of call or what we call in social work, the generalist intervention model from engagement to termination, meaning that, you know, I engage the client from the very beginning of the guys in my group and sometimes other uh, clients that are assigned to different therapists, doing the biopsychosocial, doing the family contact, doing the case management, the treatment planning, the discharge planning, it cuts down on the fragmented care. Mm-hmm. So having smaller caseloads, that is just such a blessing. Yep, uh, you know, and, and I can't, you know, I don't have a lot of comparison basis to what I would consider some of the bigger treatment centers, but the big box treatment centers. But, you know, I hear that a lot of things fall through the cracks Certainly, and yeah. there's a lot of things that go on here. And we try and treat everyone here. And I don't want to get into a whole thing about, you know, insurance or anything, but we try and treat everyone at the residential level of care across the board, uh, despite what the managed care companies are doing, because these families rely on us. They put faith into us as an organization to help their loved one after they went through a complete intervention. There's a breakdown in the family system. They come to our program. And, you know, if managed care decides that they don't meet the clinical criteria or medical necessity for continued care after three days, a lot of the other programs out there, the bigger programs, they're discharging Mm -hmm. them. Right. We simply don't do that. We honor our commitment to work with a client throughout the duration of our treatment plan and our commitment. There's variations of that 100%. And it's so um, tr- it's so true. Um, I have sent people for thirty years to treatment, and I've dealt with many treatment facilities. And I'm thinking of one up here in Mass. I won't mention it, but it's a, it's a big place, and, and the the letters of the 
begin with A, and they, they're in the front, you know, they, back in the day when we had yellow pages and everything, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, AAA or whatever, you know. But but the, the important thing is that is important because after three days, I've had phone calls. You know, he just got there. Well, his insurance isn't going to cover it. It's not going to. And I've also had call, phone calls from Genesis House where I knew the insurance ran out, and I don't hear from the client. And um, one more thing, I wanted to ask. You take um, when a client goes down, they they usually go down. They think they're going to go play golf, or they're going to, you know, <laughs> maybe play a little tennis. They might bring a tennis racket, but oh, everybody, yeah, yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody brings a phone, and I think it's so important that the phone is taken off them immediately. Do you get? I, I guess, and I'm not trying to be uh, make this uh, a funny situation, but you must really have to wrestle phones off people sometimes, right? Uh, I'm sure because this is like a lifeline. Yeah, you know. Well, it is. There, there's a, uh, you know, a huge kind of uh, detachment yes, uh, yes. disorder that goes along with that. Absolutely. I guess Absolutely. Well, <laughs> you know, that's their life. Like Mike said, it's their lifeline. And, and you know, they, they definitely have a hard time giving it up, I'm sure. Yeah. But, um, but you know, again, back to the staff, uh, Steve, um, you know, like like uh, the longevity of, 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 you know, I've even been there. I mean, almost 13 years. I think you were you and I just started almost at the same same time. And um it just speaks volumes to um, to the to, to the program, and uh, um, you're you know you're honoring Tony, and he, he was a great guy. He was very hands on. Um, Taylor followed that through. Um, you know, we had a girl on a couple of weeks ago, Amanda. Um, you know, I, I think you remember Amanda Marino. Yeah, Amanda Marino. No, alumni no. yeah yeah so she had a story about tony and and this is a company because we're small we're only 26 beds where the owner does get involved taylor's involved everybody know you know if you if you say uh, you see taylor and they know almost every client knows taylor sure, every client knew sure. tony you know it, it's a really hands-on experience when you get down there right from the owner all the way down to the text like you said you know and i think that makes a, a good um you know, a, a healthy um, kind of uh, environment. environment. Yeah, environment for 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 the certainly, clients certainly. to see that. You know, you're not sitting around saying, "Oh, this place sucks," and I can't <laughs> wait to get out of here. And right. I got two weeks left, and you know that that just doesn't happen all the time. And then never down at Genesis House. Did well, I, I disagree with that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> now that that's in the nature of the addict. That is the nature. Yeah, nature yes. of the beast. <laughs> Fault finding. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to minimize denial, get out of treatment. We all understand that, but no, yeah. you're you know, all jokes aside, you're absolutely correct. Um, you know, everybody is involved and everybody has a role here, and I, I feel that that is the uh, any good. Uh, chemical dependency treatment team has a good uh, uh, a rounded team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the one one last thing I want to I want to get your I want you to clear all this up. Um, uh, we don't have an Olympic size swimming pool. <laughs> we don't have a library. We don't have um, a gym. No that, polo ponies. <laughs> no polo ponies. Uh-huh. Um, but we do have um, pet therapy. <laughs> but a lot of people come in. A lot of people come. We were just on our, our call this morning, and and somebody was complaining about they want to leave because there wasn't a library or something. And oh, uh, yeah, it just it's just uh, you know. So so they have to deal with stuff like that too. So hey, Steve, this- I saw a commercial the other day, and I, uh, for a treatment center, so they offer boat therapy. <laughs> Uh, boat therapy, golf therapy, scuba therapy. Sure. Sure. Now, that therapy, I understand the importance of, you know, under our yeah. licensing, we have to 
offer, you know, uh, recreational services, which yeah, I sure, think is an sure. important for a holistic treatment plan. Uh, but instead of focusing on what we we don't what we we don't have, let's focus on what we, we do. Have. Yeah, that's yeah. been great, yeah. Steve. This has been great. I'll tell you, it's been such a pleasure um, working with you. Um, you know, even at a long distance, it's been great. And just to be able to talk to you for a half hour and, and see your face and. You know, put up with this guy. I know this must be different. You must like it when he's up here, right, Steve? Absolutely, absolutely. And Steve, it's it's a pleasure for to, for us to be co-workers for the last thirteen plus years, and I hope that continues for the next uh, 20, 50 years. And uh, it's an Go honor. Down. It's an honor. It's an honor to be working with you, Steve. Hey, everybody! Hey. Thank you very much for listening to our Friends Recovery Podcast. Real quick, the number's been scrolling across the bottom of your screen. Um, if you do want to. Get any more information, Friends of Recovery Podcast or Genesis House. Yep, yep, or right? you too. Or you can call me at 978-459-4884. That's Mike Miles, Therapy Services, and uh, I'll direct you in the right direction. And also, don't forget to check out our new podcast on a different channel. Um, it's called Friends in Recovery, um, Answering the Call. Um, we have a couple shows under our belt already, and uh, it's geared towards um, the first responders. First responders, police, and, fire, yep. EMS. Yep, so check that out officers. too. Absolutely. Right. Yep, yep. All right, Ed, we'll see you next week. Yep. Right, stay sober, everybody. Thanks, Steve. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.